Hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 332. We got quite the episode this week. We're going to talk about a little bit of Wonder Woman news. We have a special guest, play a little bit of Bad Samaritan, a little bit of trivia. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio, like always, sadly, we just can't we can't get rid of this guy. He's my nemesis, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Not a tumor. I'm a nemesis. Uh, so yeah, I'm here. The tumor. You're there. But even better than Simeon, ladies and gentlemen, the one. The uh, probably the only Alex Morse. What's going on, Alex? Hey there, Calder. Glad to be here. Glad to have you on the show, my man. So, to give everybody just a little bit of background to know who our, I mean, amazing guest is this week, we're gonna ask some quick questions so listeners can get to know you. So, Alex, how and when did you get started in the world of Hero Clicks? All right. Do you want me to do the full story this time? Let's do, yeah, origin story me up, baby. Let's do it. Okay, origin story. All right. So I have not been playing Heroclix for very long, but I've been around it for a long time. I'm the manager of a store in Michigan, and we've been selling Heroclix since um, about the beginning of the game. And um, one of my friends, John Carl, has been playing the game for a long time. Um, I've seen him play. I've seen other people play. I've sold lots of Heroclix to people. Um, and I knew enough basically the premise of all right you look at the numbers you roll the dice you do the thing clicky clicky you know but um uh around earth x i decided to actually really try to learn how to play this game because it looked like a lot of fun i was getting more into comic stuff and um i mostly wanted dr strange figures which i actually got one from john he's such a nice guy but um and uh, so I learned how to play around EarthX, but I wasn't really buying much stuff. I was mostly just messing around with my Doctor Strange stuff. And around Black Panther Illuminati, when that came out, um, I kind of dove more into it, started buying things, and have been playing and having lots of fun ever since then. Yeah, EarthX was a great right set on. to draw I dig it, to my man. jump into. Uh, it was fun generics and mm. it was just like uh, I, I don't know. I really liked the Falcon and the rest of like the Hydra generics, especially if you read the EarthX series. Having like a swarm of like mind controlled Hydra people was pretty fun. That was like kind of terrifying in EarthX. So was, I was super yeah. glad that they made them in uh, in the set. Yeah. No, I love the EarthX set so much, especially the EarthX set that had like the EarthX keyword. The Spider Man set that was inside of it didn't really care for, but uh, the EarthX set was really good. Really, was really also, good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as far All as right. a jumping in point, it was a good place if you liked Spider Man and the Sinister Syndicate. Because there was a ton of that in there. Not That's great true. for Earth X aficionados like Calder, but uh, for anyone jumping sadly, into a set. Sadly, no Doctor Strange in the uh, in the Earth X set. Although he was in the story, he was kind of like already uh, KO'd, so to speak, yeah. in Earth X by the time the story sort of rolls around, sadly. Uh, we get Clea, Clea, however you say it. Yeah, so it's like I really like that Clea. It's a super sweet figure and it's a yeah. cool sculpt. Yeah, for sure. All Simeon. Right. So you had a question. Speaking of yeah, speaking of super sweet sculpts and characters that you care about, if you could make one figure 
in all of Heroclix to, to be made, what would it be? Uh, does it have to be something that doesn't exist, or can it be something that hasn't been made in like the last 15 no, years? No, it could be a, like a recreation if so you it's wanted to. Like yeah, saying, for sure. Yeah. It could be your version. Like if you won worlds, Okay. Um, so one of Doctor Strange's cooler um, enemies that he runs into that is really powerful and, and um, conniving and smart and clever is Umar, which is um, uh, Dormammu's yeah. sister. But uh, she has not gotten much love in Hero Clicks. Uh, the last time she was in a set was like, what is it, Critical Mass or something? One of the one of those sets where they have the rookie veteran um you know things no cards they're really boring and kind of usually bad <laughs> and uh her sculpt looks mm. terrible um she got no love i would love to see an umar that is um does justice to the character very neat okay well can can you give me any it's kind of like flavor so of like what what kind of stuff she might do so um she is really smart and really good at creating um elaborate plans. She is one of the only people other than Stephen Strange that can actually pull a fast one on Dormammu. She's really good at kind of manipulating him into doing what she actually wants instead of what he wants. So it'd probably be, um, well, it wouldn't literally be mind control. She could probably do some cool mind control stuff, uh, probably some like outwit, um, cool things that'll uh, kind of manipulate the whole world around her. Nice. Kind of sounds like your normal everyday sister, I guess. But oh, geez. okay, interesting, interesting. Just, just love you, sis. She doesn't listen. It's fine. <laughs> she doesn't listen. No. All right. Yeah. She does like my thumbnail. No, we're good. Though, so I know yours don't either. That is true. That is true. Uh, all right. Sweet she might listen. You got her to play Hero Clicks. I did get her to play Hero Clicks. Um, but she's went on record saying, "I've tried to listen to your podcast, but after the little happy segment." I just, you guys are speaking in tongues. Like it's some completely different language. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm like, ah, that's the way it is. I imagine if I, I listen to a Magic the Gathering or like a G.I. Joe trading card game podcast, I'd have no idea what's going on either. I doubt that's a thing. But anyways, you're a shop manager. What's it like in, let's say, Despotelis times with the Despotelis running wild? Uh, what's it like being a shop manager current day? This is going to date the podcast so hard, but you can go like, what's it like being a normal shop manager, normal everyday life versus huh, the new normal? Sorry. This is um, so it's, it's really strange uh, because for a lot of what I do right now, it doesn't feel very different. There was um, definitely okay. um, like uh, I was laid off for like the second half of March and most of April because we were just completely closed when everything was shut down in Michigan and everyone was quarantining. Well, everyone was supposed to be quarantining. And, um, uh, but then, uh, then around like June, we, we started to, um, or in May, sorry, we did like, um, uh, curbside pickup, which that was really different for us and really frustrating. Um, and then in June, we were able to start having people actually come to the store again. And uh, people, um, I don't know if people had money burning holes in their pockets because they had canceled trips to things they were going to go do or because of stimulus money or whatever. But a lot of people really came out to support their local gaming stores. And um, it's been really busy. Normally, I have more like projects for the store I can work on. But a lot of it lately for me has just been like, 
almost what feels like quote unquote regular retail work. Um, I should mention that hmm. the store that I manage is in um, a prominent tourist town in Michigan. Uh, it generates um, per capita more tourist revenue than any other town in the state. So we get a lot of people traveling through. Oh, really? And what's wow. crazy to me has been uh, the density of people coming through town, even despite all of the, uh, you know, COVID stuff. Ah, Despotella oh, stuff, if you would sorry. please. <laughs> say, if you say the C word, it screws with I forgot. I actually knew like that, and I forgot. I'm sorry. That's all right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Simeon will bleep it out. No, he won't, but it's fine. I will. Anyways, not. so... Being like a shop manager, I'm, I know. <laughs> and now that I'm editing, I indeed did not. So I had always said, I think it'd be really cool to own a shop. As, as like a child, I was like, man, there's no comic book shops near me. It'd be so cool to own like a comic book store. And then I grow up and I'm like, it'd be cool to own a comic book store and a game store. But I would like die on the hill that my comic book store would never have any Superman. My game store would never have any magic. Do you think a game store could be so blatantly biased against like the biggest game like ever and still survive as a game store is a game store. um, I'll I'll start by saying as a comic store, um, you might be able to get away with not carrying Superman, Um, but you you do sell a little bit of comics too, but um, you might be able to get away with not carrying Superman just because there is such a huge diversity of other stuff within the market that a lot of people do really care and are very passionate about. Um, as a game store, it's going to be really hard to do it without magic, um, but not impossible. Uh, there's a store down in, oh God, I can't remember where it is. It's further south in the state, but not Detroit. And um, they only have like 800 square feet in their store, and they are all board games. And they do like oh. like seven figures revenue in a year. Okay. And, no TCG um, at all, just board yeah. games. Yeah, all board games. And they have, like, um, basically their setup is, like, they're they're very good at utilizing their space. They have, um, you know those, like, library rolling ladders? They have that set up on um, a wall with shelves of games. And it's, like, ceiling to, or floor to ceiling games. And, um, yeah, they're they're really good at, basically, they carry stuff that they feel really confident in and that lets them sell it better that's some like harry potter wand so you could totally do a right exactly you could totally do a game store without magic but it is hard okay so don't get your hopes too high calder for running well i probably won't be starting a small, small business anytime soon but it was something i was curious about because every everywhere i go and especially this new game store that opened up uh, near my hometown about an hour away. Um, they're just constantly, I mean, like opened up so new, they have almost nothing on the shelf, which I'm like, hey, maybe I should have bought some board games. Um, but they're like constantly posting on Facebook about like magic tournaments. They're running a few times a week and not being in a magic aficionado player or whatever. I was like, I want to go support them, but like, <laughs> I don't want to learn how to play magic, nor do I want to play in a, uh, toxic environments not as in people but as in smell and physical environmental air that i would be breathing in uh would be very toxic toxicity levels of magic players is somewhat high Um, not as bad as smash not as bad as smash players if you play uh smash ultimate and you would go to a like at a convention especially to a smash tournament you uh 
should have nose plugs or something because Smash players are awful. Like now, I like playing Smash, but you guys gotta figure out what deodorant is. Any, anyways, uh, getting a bit off tangent, we can go ahead and move into what made us happy this week before we jump into news. Unless you had any more uh, questions for Alex Simeon. Uh, no, I was just gonna say, um, as far as like your shop goes, like what do you see it doing like in the future? Is there any like big changes that you're planning or? Is there anything that 2020 like made you reevaluate and you're going to like shift your, your store in any kind of direction? That's, that's actually a really good question because there is. Um, so this is something that we had been planning on doing before everything happened anyways, but um, it definitely made us realize we need to do it sooner rather than later. And it became more of a priority. Um, we are, we're switching our entire point of sale system, which, um, is the person who's basically been in charge of doing that, let me tell you, it's it's an awful experience and I wouldn't wish it on anybody. But um, <laughs> um, basically recreating everything in the entire store on a new point of sale. But, um, and what that's allowing us to do is to have a real online store and we can have, including our um, training card game singles and in theory, I believe I can also set it up to do hero clicks. So they have not gotten to that part of it yet. Um, that, that would let us uh, put every single item in the store uh, as an, into an online store for us to manage and that links other stuff together that makes a lot of things easier. So that is definitely something that we are working on doing, but it might not be done until like the end of the year. Cool. Yeah, that sounds pretty interesting. I know I've got like three local hmm, shops right that on. have been having varying success in like the current climate and stuff. And uh, one of them heavily relied on magic. So they like physical magic tournaments. They had like the Friday night magic and they had weekend tournaments and stuff all the time. I should, so they I should mention that we've definitely done a lot of magic events. We've hosted regional championships. We've hosted state championships, um, stuff like that. So we've, you know, our largest magic tournament we've run was uh, 226 people. Very nice. Wow, that would it's like because that's just people, like yeah. a yeah. state level, yeah, or even a regional. Like that's insane. Like for a HeroClix national tournament, two hundred people is good numbers, you know. So for a Hero that Clicks, is awesome. Anything that is really awesome. Two hundred would be insane. for a HeroClix anything tournament. Two hundred is really good numbers. Uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and move on to what made us happy this week. Simeon, you want to kick us off there? Yeah, so what made me happy this week was uh, junk stocks in town. And uh, no, it's not your your favorite garage band from down the street that plays Monday nights. It's a, it's a flea market thing. So I went to that uh, this weekend. Um, it's, it's just a cool, it's literally just like a farmer's market, but a much larger venue and like way more stalls, way more space. They've got everything possible, including like antiques and then just people with their own like personal stuff they make there's like a leathersmith that brings his like stuff in there's people that bring homemade root beer uh they have like they've been there the last couple years Mm -hmm. and you can just get uh like a growler full of root beer that's homemade and it's delicious uh i can't plug their company because i can't remember the name of it but uh great river maple um is also like a it's out of iowa but they make some of the best maple syrup I've ever had and also maple cream, which is just like, yes, I will take a sample. I was planning on buying it anyhow, but I would like to eat some now too. So 
that's what I did today. It was, uh, it was really windy and there's a lot of sand out there. So it was like getting sandblasted at certain points. But other than that, it was a fun time. Right on. What made me happy this week is I made a trade thread, which got like no bites at all whatsoever, except for one dude. Uh, good man, good man by the name of Aries Edge went ahead and saw I needed some Templars and some mercenaries, kind of like the generics that I like to collect. And he just uh, just sent them to me. He might not want to even be shouted out, but Aries Edge is a good guy. He just went ahead and sent it to me. So now I'm probably going to see if I can send some generics somebody else's way or just some figures somebody else's way because that was just super nice. Really just the giving spirit in the Heroes community is great. Because I knew I always see like a week or two ago, there was some guy who just also just gave some stuff away for free, which is like really cool. Or maybe there was like an, an altercation or something that happened and he like over traded like vast quantities like in this dude's favor, which was really cool. So love, just love the Heroclix trading community on Facebook. They're super great dudes, a lot of them. And uh, yeah, make sure you leave feedback, guys. Always leave feedback. Yeah, and big, update that big. feedback, admins. Yeah. Even though you're, you're all right, your uh, time doing it nicely, please update the feedback. For free and volunteering. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what made you happy this week, my man? So other than being asked to be on this podcast, um, Thursday Ooh. was mine and my fiance's anniversary. So we uh, went and had some super amazing dinner. And uh, yeah, that was really good. Okay. Right on. Which means we get to go ahead and crack into the news. All right, this week, we kind of got the slog done last week, but there is a Wonder Woman solicit in a really cool picture that I I quite enjoy. So there's some stuff about the dice and token pack, pretty basic thing. It's going to have a Wonder Woman logo on the dice, going to have Wonder Woman characters on one side of the tokens, and of course, bystanders printed on the back. Uh, very interesting is the Play at Home kit. So for most of you guys, the... Fantastic Four kit was sort of not really shipped out to some places. It was a little tough to get there for a while. And then the Spider-Man Venom uh, Carnage kit just has not appeared. So we don't know who the Ellie figure is. And it's just kind of looking like we're not going to know for a while anyways. And we know that the Wonder Woman kit and the Fantastic Four kit are going to be play-at-home kits, which is when you buy from whatever retailer, your local game shop, uh, Cool Stuff Inc., whatever it might be, you can get the uh, choice to get like a $10 add-on, which is going to be a play-at-home kit. So it's going to include one limited edition uh, Wonder Woman figure with a character card, one invisible jet clicks effects by standard, and a double-sided 24 by 36 map. And that's one of each for 10 bucks, which is pretty solid. So if you want to run at-home events, if you can't go to your venue, uh, right now, this is pretty cool. I'm excited for the clicks effects bystander probably the most. Uh, the jet on a clicks effects seems like it's going to be really, really small. So I don't quite understand how that's going to look or work. But just to see that clicks effects aren't going to be, you know, a thing where it's like, ah, we'll do them for chases and then we'll forget about them for another few years. But it's like, nope, already may a little bit over a year goes by and then boom, Water Woman gets some clicks effects. So what do you guys think about this play at home kit? I think it's I think it's a great idea to get uh, figures and maps in hand without being able to like without punishing stores that aren't holding events um, and like kind of mm. forcing them to, but also still bringing revenue into the store, still giving the f people that are like would be playing stuff that they want or are interested in. 
I think it's a good all-around kind of idea. So I agree uh, with what Simeon said, especially from the store perspective, but also as a player, I I mean, I like playing in sealed events and I like that whole thing, but in a way, as a person who's very bad at hero clicks, this, this is almost better for me because <laughs> it guarantees I get the map. Yeah, there you go. That's another thing is like... Uh, right on. Some people might like look at the price and kind of bulk but i do know that like for for like a pretty decent fact that um for people who don't have a normal venue or they have a venue that is so popular that like they can't win the uh op figures a lot of these sets would normally sell for like 15 or more dollars on ebay so you're getting it at like a discount because they're kind of cutting out the secondary market which is great all around in my opinion um anyone that has access to like a some sort of shop where they would be able to pick this up will be able to get these figures and i imagine this wonder woman's gonna play similar to like overdrive where she like makes a vehicle pog and then gets in it oh know. geez that's what we need we need a new overdrive, new overdrive. that's well the that's, good news is that's what we really need she won't be like 35 points or whatever he was She'll actually oh, have like a, a cost attached, I'm sure. We shall see. We shall see. Uh, Eclipse Effects isn't a pog at the very least, so maybe she only has it with that sort of thing. It won't. It probably won't act like Overdrive anyways. I'm sure I'm worried about nothing, even though I played the heck out of that figure. So like I want to talk. We have a quick uh, read, which confirms a lot of figures and then kind of doesn't confirm the equipment we're going to get, which is a bit of a bummer, but Wonder Woman 80th anniversary has something for everyone. So this is your basic DC set. We have Batman. Yeah. Superman. Yeah. Harley Quinn. Yeah. And Green Lantern. Yeah. So, wow. That's so unique. DC. Thank you. Um, that play especially well with Wonder Woman and the Amazons. Even gamers unfamiliar with comics will still recognize tons of the popular characters in these boosters. Wonder Woman 80th Anniversary has more exciting captains and sidekicks, so more than 15 in total. Curious how that goes. Hopefully, we get a Batman, Robin, a Superman, and uh, Crypto, Superboy, whatever. That'd be great. Uh, powerful female characters from across the DC comics are also featured in the set. Uh, sadly, it is my enemy has returned. Mary Shazam, formerly known as Mary Marvel, is making her return. Star Sapphire, Teen Lantern, Jessica Cruz, and Supergirl. So Jessica Cruz like just got her first version in Rebirth, and she's already going to get another version, which is cool because obviously she doesn't have any, you know, before this. So as long as we don't get like, like million Jessica Cruises and they like wear us out, I'm cool with it. Uh, it goes on to say powerful. No, these figures will have improved detail and paint. So it's kind of the same thing they said earlier about the upgraded looks figures from more rarities, more accessories, better sculpts, cooler energy effects, and more dynamic poses. Cersei and King Shazam have never looked better. These incredible sculpts can't be missed. Each booster will come with five pre-painted figures, and select boosters will come with bonus equipment objects like Wonder Woman's bracelets, the Lasso of Truth, or Lantern constructs to use on your Heroclix team. That last one gets me excited, but I'll, I'll finish here. With more than 80 figures and equipment, Collect, including 12 chase figures. This is going to be one of the most exciting HeroClick sets to collect ever. 80th anniversary set is great for beginners since lots of common and uncommon figures have straightforward play that you'll be able to bolster with other figures for more powerful play. So one of the constructs we see is a catcher's mitt, which is a beautifully perfectly unique. And we also see uh, Hal Jordan 
there. So, so far we have three Green Lantern figures confirmed for this set. I would love it if we just got all of the 218, 2810, whatever the Earth Lantern like sector is. Some guy is going to correct me, but I, I do hope that we get to see a lot of the Earth Lantern. So what do you guys think about this kind of generic spiel we got for Wonder Woman so far? Make you more excited, make you less excited. I like a lot of the sculpts. For sure. For sure. I mean, the sculpts are all going to be standing. So for X-Men, we saw them on just like a black raised base, kind of like how we are already on a black base. And this, they all seem to have some kind of stone or grass or street effect. The lanterns sort of have a um, the lantern logo under them. I know I'm a big Green Lantern fan, more uh, just like a Guy Gardner fan. So hopefully... Uh, we get every single lantern, and then I don't want them to all come with constructs that make them kind of expensive. But if they all have a shared trait that lets them use a construct, is cool. And then, like you know, three or four constructs would be great. It kind of looks like they're using this because they couldn't think of a ton of Wonder Woman related equipment, and they already gave us like a batarang and a bunch of other stuff. So they're kind of like, ah. Uh, lanterns we can use equipment with lanterns which is cool so i i appreciate that i don't know if it's just WizKids scraping the uh creative barrel uh with what they got left but i'm excited for constructs especially since they're new right like we haven't seen a catcher's mid before yeah. however, say, however that work. interesting to see if these will work like with if at all like uh the old constructs they would have to have like a relic card or they'd have to have like an alternate resource card to still work with the uh, the Green Lantern resource, but it'd be interesting to see if they actually like backtrack them to that. I imagine they won't, but it'd be cool if they did, and you could use that old like LE set of Green Lanterns with these. I mean, that would be cool, but WizKids and being backwards compatible yeah. <laughs> doesn't happen uh, ever, pretty much. And if they have happened, excuse me, but yeah. Moving on, some of the more Wonder Woman stuff, they are going to be doing a... I don't even know what these are called. Battlegrounds? Is that what yeah. we're calling them? Yeah, DC, DC Heroclix Battlegrounds. Heroclix Battleground boxed set. So, so just like the uh, Avengers... JLU, yeah. Avengers versus Thunderbolts and Masters of Evil set kind of thing they did. It's going to have 10 Heroclix figures, 20 Heroclix cards, just like the other one did, where they'll have separate dials. Um, one will be like a more new player friendly with fewer powers and stuff and the other one will be like a little bit more intricate and more stuff going on 18 object and terrain tokens which i imagine three light three heavy that's six and then your terrain between blocking hindering smoke water so nothing super exciting with the object and terrain tokens probably uh, four full color maps, which is just two two-sided maps two six-sided dice with the wonder woman logo a Heroclix Power and Abilities card, a Heroclix Core rulebook, and a Scenario Campaign rulebook. And it's retailing for $40 MSRP. So, I mean, it's it's what we've already seen. It's cool that there's going to be 10 figures. Uh, and, I mean, of course, it's going to come with maps. So anyone that's not super interested with the figures might be interested in the maps. Okay. Nice. And that is all the Wonder Woman news. I'll make sure to probably pick up some of it. I, The inclusion of the Green Lantern objects definitely makes me want to uh, buy more of it. I will be interested to see it in Sealed. That's what I'm most 
excited for in around April. Hopefully we do some sealed events would be fantastic with a set like this. So uh, kind of going on with news, uh, the Rock Worlds happened this weekend. Uh, congrats, Adam Friedman. Uh, anything else besides that in news, Simeon, that we want to move on to? No, you also won nationals. So back to back online, back winner, to back man. online champ. Yeah, Adam Friedman couldn't be bothered to get dressed. You don't have to because <laughs> it's all online. <laughs> Did he before? I, I don't remember. I think he was always. Uh, in, uh, not really. He was kind of wearing like sleeping clothes. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of his his thing. I am. I believe be I'm like to win. I mean, clearly it's 0 and 3. Pretty sure I'm like 0 3 against Adam Friedman. I, I have a pretty bad track record. Um, he beat me in a rock nationals singles. Uh, and I would say purely because I didn't pack uh, Underground Cavern as a map. I think if I would have brought that map, I think I would have beat him. But that's what all losers say. So I'm just not going to go into it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, congrats, Adam. Uh, I hope you enjoyed your microwave <laughs> Jack's pizza. Uh, for victory unless you did put it in the oven in which case congratulations good job uh truly truly the dinner of champions uh moving on uh this was a point of discussion that we specifically wanted to have alex on here was the retaliation potential watch list ruling now they only mentioned iceman and tri sentinel but obviously this is a problem across several things i specifically mentioned how the uh, choosing a target works in hero clicks and how I, I think it's broken. Uh, no one messaged me and said I was wrong and I'm terrible for it. So I'll assume five of you agree with me. Definitely the two <laughs> listeners in Jordan. Uh, I think the nine listeners in Russia and the two listeners in Jordan definitely agree with me. So thank you guys for listening. I know you agree with me. And if you don't let me know, yeah, just let me know. So <laughs> moving on to the whole like target thing, Alex said, uh, you talked to the new podcast about not like, you know, why am I reading this? We have you on here, man. So Bring it, kind of tell us what you think about the whole, like, I can just do an action because even if there is no valid or legal target, it's an after resolutions. And because of how shape change works, I still get to use my after resolutions. If I would have done that, if there were to be an active or legal target, and instead, even though there is no active or legal target, I can just blah, blah, do whatever. So kind of go into your experience with how like magic uh, ruled that and how it like works. Yeah, um, so first, um, I should probably mention I am a uh, Magic the Gathering judge. I've been playing the game for 17 years now. Um, so my a lot of my thoughts behind how I think Heroclix should look at this comes from that. Um, so basically the idea here with the Heroclix thing is that you can activate this thing because it's a free action. It's free. You can do it. Can you actually do any of the things it says? No. Does that matter? No. And then after resolutions, you do the thing. Because, hey, you activated your free action. Um, so in Magic, you wouldn't be able to do any of that. In Magic, um, if something says um, target on the ability or on the spell, then uh, you have to be able to satisfy all of those targets at the time that you're trying to activate the ability or cast the spell um, before you can even actually do it. So um, an example I gave in the Discord was um, there's a spell called Aerial Predation. Uh, it says destroy target creature with flying, period. You gain two life. So if this were hero clicks, if there were no creatures with flying, you might be able to go, okay, I just don't do that part. I'm going to gain my two life. 
In Magic, you can't do that. Um, you would have to be able to target a creature with flying to even cast a spell to begin with. And I think that hero clicks would benefit a lot from anything that says choose. You need to be able to actually choose something. Um, now, there's a lot of different types of choices that you make in hero clicks. So the reason that I wanted to talk about this was, um, as before mentioned, I haven't been playing hero clicks for super long. Maybe there's cases where this literally breaks the game they put that rule in and i wanted to explore that it is tough because just from because i know nothing about magic um just from the example you gave the wording and hero has a crazy wording problem uh, a normal english speaking person has trouble understanding all the nuances of what uh can't use countered may all these like words that you might not think twice about in normal life all have completely different meanings inside hero so kind of that separated by a period thing in hero clicks is different. Like it, it makes it almost like it's a separate part of the trait entirely, right? So when your card had a target of flying character, period, then heal to in hero clicks, it would just be like, I could heal to, right? But you need to have a target for that to work in magic. So the way that wording is in magic, we wouldn't be able to like one to one print that on a hero clicks card because it doesn't work for how the wording in hero clicks is. And I, hero clicks wording is, has such a crazy problem. And they did their best to fix it in 2017. They cleaned it up for sure, but it's just so wacky. Simeon, I'm probably like going to just ramble yeah. trying to figure I out mean, like, the good ways. Cause like there's a lot of examples um, that I, I won't go into because I can't think of them right now, but no, there's, there's just a, like a lot of little minutia in hero clicks, like how uh, like charge gives you like a capital close. And so if you're just, looking at it from like an english perspective it's like okay i get a close and then you have to either look up what close means or know it off the top of your head but it being a capital close or a lowercase close ends up making a difference um we couldn't be bothered with like having two different words and it used to be like a close action or a close attack is like how they used to word it which mm -hmm. actually seemed cleaner to me it just made the cards a lot longer and they also didn't seem to like have a ton of a ton of like discussion between designing sets. So like one set might word a bunch of stuff, a bunch of traits one way, and then a few sets down the line doesn't really like look back to like how they used to or like how they did it previously. So it'll be worded a different way. So you'll have two effects happening the same way, but with different phrasing, and it just makes it a real headache to like wrap your head around. But uh, I think the main thing we're we're shooting for here is finding a way to like cancel these kind of like broken actions such as uh TKing or using a like object attack when you don't have a target and in most cases you would you would need some sort of valid target so finding like a a place in like the wording that would cancel out the action entirely and then it just resolves not giving you the bonus end effect, which would be in the case of like an object, it would be destroying that object and scoring the points or in the case of like the retaliation where it gives you after resolution effects that let you do additional damaging things to your opponent. Yeah. It becomes a, a very, a very like nuanced and hard to like find a good median thing because magic has, a long track record of being a competitive game that they actively like they actively work on it to continue 
to continually like balance it so that it continues to be like a balanced <laughs> meta and they can like nerf certain things they can you know release broken things to nerf them later like whichever way they do it but uh hero clicks doesn't quite have that same interaction usually so a lot of times we don't quite get like the same like the 300 uh avengers team will always beat the 300 justice league team or something like that kind of thing i just want to add really quick that last monday there was a uh Banned and restricted announcement in Magic. Tomorrow, there's another banned and restricted announcement in Magic. We have more cards banned in the standard mm-hmm. format than ever before. Oh yeah, and love it or hate it. I mean, I don't. <laughs> it's, play it's a mess Magic. right now. Wow. But... Yeah, I don't play Magic, so I understand uh, why you would be frustrated with like building a deck and then suddenly they change how like one of your main things works, and all of a sudden like your deck's worthless, or like one of your one of your expensive cards you just dropped a bunch of money on is worthless <laughs> yeah. now. I understand that frustration, but like the end result Thankfully, is a, uh, the value thing isn't as big of a problem as it has been historically now because there's other formats that um, a lot of people play more casually, and that allows a lot of the best cards to still hold value because of that kind of stuff. But generally speaking, it does suck. Yeah, and we could get into that a little bit because um, they so, just they just go ahead throw the ban hammer on whoever, right? And like, sorry, yeah. Like, Magic has no, they're like, hey, black, black whatever, boop, banned. Uh, this one, banned, right? HeroClix so far has, like, never had to ban. This is specifically WizKids. Obviously, uh, The Rock in certain tournaments and Majestics do have ban lists. But WizKids themselves, since they only do, like, 300 Modern and then, yeah, 300 Modern sealed, like, that's it. And then, uh, uh, sort of, not really skirmish, like, that's a joke. Let's be real. So they don't ban anything. They they early retire it, right? So they've early retired the most one of the most oppressive figures, or they fix them, right? So like Felix Faust, they fixed still too oppressive early retirement. Uh, ID cards, they they were like, look, we've we've refined these as much as we can. We just realized we should stop making them early retirement, right? So does Magic ever early retire anything? Like I, I know nothing about Magic, so sorry if you guys are like so, this Magic whatever podcast is just an idiot. So, <laughs> like, do they, do they ever early retire, or is it just like you know what, uh, bad boy, you get banned in this format? Um, so, you generally speaking, no, they're just going to ban something. They have banned stuff and then later unbanned it um, when the interactions that that uh, created the problem with, with that card. Um, left through other means either through like if it's like the standard format which is a rotating format like modern age when the the stuff that created problems with it rotated out they've done that um they've banned cards a couple months before they would rotate anyways which to me feels a little bit like early retirement there is an online only format on their online platform um where they're experimenting with a new style of band list uh where they will suspend a card and then see what the look the format looks like without that card and if they then feel that eh, no the card is fine to come back then they'll let it come back but if not if they think it's much better without the card then they'll let it become banned so kind of but okay. not really and it's it's hard to make so, this uh this comparison because WizKids slash heroclix is a much 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 smaller company which uh with much less like funding and people right. able to like devote time to developing there's rounds and stuff in magic the um for most sets the development time of a set is two years 
and they oh, wow. have huge departments of people to make sure that everything goes right. They have people dedicated entirely to working on templating so that all of the wording is consistent across all of Magic. They have a system called Oracle Text, which um, is a, a thing that they maintain online for free that has all of the correct rules, text, and up-to-date erratas and everything with rulings on every single card. So obviously Heroclix and WizKids doesn't have the manpower to do all of that, um, which does make some of the other issues we're running into difficult to address. For sure, yeah. I think another so Magic Online, yeah, Magic because, Arena is that what it is? Words, I mean. I've watched a few. Yeah, um, there's so, so there's that's like an actual... gathering online, which is a really crappy platform that is old and outdated and uh, runs like garbage. And then there's Magic Arena, which is only the last few years of cards are on there, plus some other stuff they've been gradually adding, and um, that runs much better. But that's like an actual like video game or something, right? Like sort of like um, Hearthstone or something, or what um, is that? So, no, it's it's literally still just magic, but it's in a with a digital interface, um, and a lot of the mechanics of it, as far as like like the control scheme and stuff like that, is similar to Hearthstone. But you're still literally just playing magic. So, do I have to take a picture, maybe no, a selfie? No, no, one no. could say, uh, holding up today's no. newspaper, <laughs> uh, proving I own. Okay, facial recognition is not required for your. Just Magic or yeah, facial recognition. No, you have a, you have a digital sure. card collection like you would in Hearthstone. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. That's that's what I was curious about. So, certain online tournaments uh, need you to prove you own certain figures. Didn't know how that worked in Magic: The Gathering. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Another thing I really would like you say about, the online. Uh, keep going. I really like about Magic in comparison to HeroClix is uh, their commander formats and like their. They have a lot of additional formats other than what, like, Heroclix is just the 300 modern, and then everything other than that is basically you're doing it on your own, so it's, like, Golden mm -hmm. Age, whatever you want it to be. But as far as, like, actual tournaments and, like, actual, like, kind of, like, league sort of play, they do have multiple formats, and some of them uh, allow, like, a lot of the Golden Age stuff in. Yeah, I mean, apart from the, the right. literal competitive formats that are, are called eternal formats, the ones that don't rotate, and you can use older cards, but starting from different points, um, like, those 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 are still very competitive, and um, while they, while Wizards of the Coast admits they don't necessarily design cards specifically for them, they do try to, at least in most sets, they do try to keep an eye on them and keep things under control. Um, whereas, for example, Commander is um, kind of all over the place. It's the Wild West, but in a good way. And a lot of formats mm, like the Wild West. unlike Standard, Modern, and Legacy, um, were created by the community. Commander was a cr community-created format. It's now the most played format of the game. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know mm. that. Yeah, I think... Uh, so this sort of uh, leans into like the fact that no, Simeon, by all means, interrupt me. Please, <laughs> no, go. go ahead. I didn't start talking I interrupted first or anything. twice now. It's fine. Okay. It's all fine. right. Okay. This, this so sort of leads to like, was, the fact uh... that old magic cards still, <laughs> you rat, that old magic cards still have like a use, you know? And this, this goes into like a question we got on Discord about how uh, Chance says, is it just me or does it seem like the lifespan of playable figures, even in casual, it's getting shorter even things from the past two years uh, seem to struggle against commons, uncommons, and rares now. Do you think Magic just has a better system where even though some of this stuff is like 10, 20 years old, it's still good? Or is it sort of like the, yeah, it's still good, but like, yeah, dude, it's the 
you know, the zombie team base of magic. Like it's never going to not be good or it's the Felix Felix Faust of magic. Like, yeah, it's not going to be good. Or are there still like cards comparably wise where you're like, yeah, dude, the uncommon commons from X set are still just as good as today's common uncommons or whatever. It's a sort of, um, it's kind of a contextually mixed answer. Uh, Depending on how okay. you look at it, it'll be different in different formats. So if we look at, for example, Legacy, which is you can use everything, but there's a banned list. Um, it's, um, hmm, how do I put this? The cards that are really old in there that are really good are just really, really broken. And then the cards <laughs> that are, um, but, but most cards from those sets compared to new cards are utter trash. And then, um, generally speaking, they'll use these really broken cards to prop up really strong things from more recent years. Okay. So it's similar to how, like, a Golden Age tournament, you might run, like, a Heroclix resource on the, like, hot new figures with, like, the, the better stats. You bump them up with, like, older, broken kind yeah. of resource stuff. Similar. Okay. Now, not every deck is going to be like that. There's some decks that, hey, in the last 15 years, I changed three cards kind of thing. But but most of the time, mm. that's the case. Generally speaking, if there's a deck that, okay. that's still really competitive that only plays really old card, it's cards, it's because those cards had a very specific synergy with each other. Okay. So I've got a question, okay. and take as much time you need for this one, because it's, kind of like it's kind of like a deep question, but... If you could think of a way to bring hero clicks like up to snuff with like magic, not like player base wise, but just as far as like what whiz kids might have to do, can you think of like a, a like some steps that they could take? Like whether it's bringing like a golden age format to the forefront and like actually pushing events with golden age kind of stuff, or bringing the wording consistently like consistently like going back to like older sets and redoing golden age like wording or like doing like a complete overhaul of like older sets that didn't have the wording is there anything you can think of like that that might help like hero clicks become like a bigger game similar to magic um god that's uh <laughs> yeah take so your time it's fine there's <laughs> I know a it's few a... things like there's a lot of things I would like for WizKids to be able to do, but I also understand that, you know, unlike Wizards of the Coast, they don't get to just print money. Um, <laughs> and, uh, like, literally, Wizards of the Coast is, uh, I mean, they, they their revenue is millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars every year, right? Um, and they're, they're owned by Hasbro. If they ever need cash prob have cash problems for whatever reason, they can probably just get help from Hasbro. So it, they have a lot of things that are available to them that would be difficult for anyone much smaller than them to implement. But, um, and it's important to keep in mind that, I mean, I mean, as I'm sure everyone here and also people listening knows, Heroclix is a different game. This is a Heroclix podcast. People like Heroclix for different reasons that people like magic, and that's a good thing. But, um, some things that I think that WizKids could borrow from Magic to to help with stuff is less about really changing the game, but more about quality of life things to allow people to take this to more easily allow people to take the step from um, all right, I just learned how to play the game. My friend gave me some figures. Oh yeah, they look really cool. I like these sculpts. All right, and then all right, how does this thing work? And how does that thing work? 
I'm not trying to make the game simpler. I'm not trying to say that. I mean, I'm not trying to say make the game simpler for new players necessarily, but there's a lot of things that could still be cleaned up. And this this whole thing that sparked this conversation with the free actions and after resolutions and all that could be could be part of that. But um, I do think that it would benefit them a lot to come up with a consistent templating that they will always use and then hand, uh, side by side with that create an online database like magic has with um it's called gatherer with what's called oracle text that thing i mentioned um to then list the text for every single hero clicks uh card and at least anything that would have text i mean they could just throw things that don't have text and just say hey this doesn't have text that part's easy um and just if they do make changes to the templating update that there um, Magic does this from time to time. It's a big undertaking, especially as they, they have over 20,000 unique cards. Um, so whenever they update stuff, it's a lot of work, but it's very important that it stays consistent because that way, once people understand something, they can they can look and it applies universally. That sounds fun. And having that consistency, I think, is very important and getting people to transition from kind of interested and in dabbling of the game to being more engaged in playing. Um, magic uses, um, I don't know that most Magic players are aware of this, but as, as a store person, I'm, I'm aware of this terminology. Wizards of the Coast has something that they call engaged players, and it's a metric that they have, well, they have various other metrics that they use to track this, and they want to see how many engaged players each store has. I don't agree with all of the ways that they measure it, but the idea is there. And basically, um, there's a lot of people that will, oh, yeah, I'll buy a pack of magic here or there, buy three packs of magic each set. You know, spend like 10, 12 bucks. That's, that's obviously not making a lot of money for magic. But enough people do that, it adds up. But the, and a lot of competitive players think that, oh, I'm a whale. I buy two boxes of each set. I, you know, all this stuff, you know, magic is alive because of me when really that's not normally the case. Magic is normally alive because people that play at their kitchen counter at home with friends and they'll, um, you know, a group of six of them will split a box each set and then they'll, they'll buy singles and stuff. But the difference is they're more likely to buy way more random packs over the course of the set's lifetime than most competitive players. And I think that allowing stuff to be easily looked at without needing to go, hey, you're a hero clicks judge and you know all of this random stuff that you just have to, I guess, know instead of having consistent stuff to look at online. Um, help me with this thing at any hour of the day. Um, instead of having to do that, I think would cause a lot more people to get into there, which is kind of the sweet spot. That sounds, yeah. That sounds fair, and I, I think consistency is a problem that Heroclix tends to have between sets. Um, things like where we, we don't get sets that have, like, we'll get a bunch of sets with a title character, and then we'll have one set that doesn't. And then I think working forwards, if we were going to, like, implement something, if I was somehow magically in charge of Heroclix, implementing something, it'd have to be from like the 2017 rule change forward and you would have to have consistent wording. So if you have a character that would be KO'd but is instead put on your sideline, you always have to have consistent wording that says like this character is scored or this character isn't scored 
Because if you have one character that says this character isn't scored, then every character that just doesn't say anything, like this character would be KO'd instead is put on your sideline. This character isn't scored. Any character that just doesn't have that last sentence isn't scored and just says this character would be KO'd is put on your sideline. You instantly have everyone asking, well, are they scored? Do I get the points for that? Uh, so, cause it doesn't say so like consistency like that with like, especially with like the bigger traits, super rares, chases and stuff like that, I think is something that desperately needs to happen. Like, and it's, Getting better, I want to say. I want to say that we're like we've seen some improvements over the years, but so one of the things with Magic, I've talked a lot about templating, and they can, you know, maybe they have a card design where whether it's thematically or for balance reasons or whatever, they want it to behave in some way different from another card that's very similar to it, and um, so they can use the templating to be able to lay that out in a way that makes sense. So using your um, going to the sideline thing. So if they just had a rule of like, if it goes to the sideline, it's um, it just as a rule, it isn't scored, for example. But you might be able to tack onto that at the end, except it is scored. But you need to be able to make sure that you're consistent about every other instance of that where this is the exception. And it's clearly labeled as such. Does that make sense? I think, yeah, I think that makes sense to me. Um, no, we're still here. It's just <laughs> Calder is too big brain for me to, to wrap my head around sometimes. Yeah. I'm going to be very quiet. I'm I, like, have, huh, I have I'm some magic in. experience. I've never been an active magic player, but I really enjoy watching high level, like competitive magic. I think the way that people combo certain decks is super interesting to me, almost like how sometimes hero clicks can be, but in magic especially with like certain decks where you'll have effects that trigger other effects that trigger other effects. And this is a complete tangent. Yeah. Like you'll have a card that, you know, will trigger like three effects that like replenish your mana, allow you to like retap certain things. And then you'll be able to do the whole process over. And the game state basically ends at that point. Once you've, you know, gotten your draw limit and you've actually activated this, you basically win at that point. And I really enjoy watching that kind of stuff. So I watch that. Um, Calder, I think, still believes that Magic, the card game, has like uh, David Blaine as one of the characters. Uh, I would imagine <laughs> so. Mickey Mouse, the Magician's Apprentice, and then you know, the not-so-popular Magician's Apprentice. You joke. Uh, Nicholas Cage. <laughs> we're, we're moving more in that direction in Magic. There's a product coming up that's um it uses characters from The Walking Dead. Oh, really? See, I'm not far. I'm not yeah, far off. They're taking properties. Planeswalker to just be for the record. I hate that product. Yeah, I Planeswalker is really be, uh, pretty metal Ooh, card. Baby, Planeswalker Negan. Can you? Oh man. <laughs> oh. I haven't watched Walking Dead in like two seasons, but I enjoyed it for a while. I don't think it fits with magic. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it does. It doesn't but, uh, it at all. Very... Um, okay, okay. So I could spend another half hour talking about how much I hate this product, but I'm going to stop here. <laughs> because like magic enough, in and yeah. of itself is like it's its own thing. You know, it doesn't have a million different people on Facebook saying, I want Naruto in magic. Like there is for hero clicks every single week, which I get it. People are excited. They want, they think everything should be hero clicks and why not? Um, but that's because it's a system 
that takes other properties. Magic is a system, but it's also its own property. It has its own characters, its own action figure line, right? Like it's it's very much its own little world type of like a League of Legends sort of thing. It's its own game, you know? So it's it doesn't really need stuff like that. Like how Hero Clicks, if you want something new, it's like, yeah, let's try to get this property. But that's not to me, it doesn't seem how magic works. Yeah, really. And but, and to give yeah. credit where credit's due. I think WizKids is really playing into their strengths as far as what they are as a collectible game company by improving the sculpts. Like when your whole thing that like defines you as a collectible game is the fact that you have sculpts on the table, you have these rotating dials. I think improving that sculpt quality should be like number one. That should be, you know, your sculpt should reflect the kind of effort that uh, magic cards like artwork does. Like um, I get the, they have to mass produce these and it's not nearly as easy to 3d print something as it is to 2d like paint onto a card. But I think that WizKids is taking a good step with their, I mean, whether or not the increased price is going to be worth it. I think they're taking good steps. And as far as like, leaning into like one of their real strengths, which is having these physical things on the table that people see um, just to like bring it back to, to what hero clicks, like really what really got me into it was the collectability of all these like little tiny sculptures that I could have shelves and shelves of rather than, you know, five statues. Instead of that, I have all these tiny miniatures everywhere. Although I did get my Galactus this week. Oh, and like what what a great figure to talk about I people did. having questions on and not understanding. Oh yeah, my god, yeah. A amazing figure for that. It's crazy. Uh, so many point lines. Not gonna what lie. Do? I don't know how he works. Can I pay twenty five yeah. points and get a free two hundred point character? No, no, I cannot. Uh that's all I'm gonna say on the the Galactus rulings. I like opened it and I was like looking at it, I'm like, this thing is uh really big and i was kind of looking around i'm like i i don't know where to put it what have i done so it's like in my closet just on the ground and i feel bad it is sitting on top of my bookshelf ah see yeah yeah i just don't know where to put the things i have like statues and stuff and i'm like galactus you're cool bro um man i don't want to move any of my other stuff though he's so crazy i'm tempted uh simian is yours no, on I'm the oven. still on, on the, the oven. oven still. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Thank you for for pointing that out. I don't cook on the oven, obviously. So Galactus has that as his current shelf. I'm tempted to leave mine in box, not as like a collector's item where like uh, some of my action figures stay in box like permanently, but I just don't know what I'm gonna do with the box afterwards. And it's a real cool box. Like that's the sad thing is, it is. the box is a really cool box. They actually like did some cool artwork and stuff. Tri-Sentinel had like some stuff going on in its box, but like not nearly as interesting as Galactus's and it displays him almost well. Uh, he doesn't have the energy effect going on and the plastic is a little too thick to really right. get a sense of like his scale. So I imagine eventually I'll have to take him out and I'll just set the box on like the bottom shelf in case I ever need to move or something. I don't know. Right. Okay, moving on, because we kind of talked a lot, and it was actually a really good conversation. I'm glad we had you on for it, but we got a few things to get through with the show. So 
let's uh, let's actually just double back and focus a little more um, because Chance did on the two thing on the on the what? We never actually talked about the original question. No, yeah, we need to, oh, yes. let's cover that really quickly. So specifically, uh, hero clicks wise, just hero clicks wise. Um, he says, is it just me or does it seem like the lifespan of playable figures in casual is getting shorter? Even things from two years ago seem to struggle against even commons and uncommons rares now. So I guess if we look at this like in a popper perspective, if we consider but even then that's like competitive, but it's commons, uncommons, you know, you're sort of right. Nothing from Batman, the animated series, the last modern legal set is really being played at the common uncommon level. Uh, at the rare and like higher level, it's like just the trouble alerts and maybe Batgirl Shadow of the Bat. Just to say for like the oldest set, right? You know, um, Secret Wars Battle World is also kind of struggling with a lot of stuff. But Golden Age figures have their have their place. Like weird, not weird Al, <laughs> Blind Al. Blind Al will never not be like a really cool figure to activate someone, you know, to deal them one penetrating damage, move them outside of your starting area. She is great to like activate someone. And in Golden Age, if you play Golden Age, she's totally crazy useful to have. Same so it was like any figure with outsiders or like Nighthawk Prime, um, you know, yeah. figures that are like crazy old, stuff like that. Like they're really, really well, useful. To go along with like a really old figure, um, so one of the things that I don't think is power creep is the stats on a card or on a dial. I don't think a 14 attack like Ultron came out and people were like a 14 attack top dial. Like that's kind of busted. I mean, we had, we've had figures with higher attack values. We've had like Thanos with like a 15. We've had Ares um, from the DC like legacy with a 14 top dial. We've had 14 attacks. So it's not like, that Ultron is beating that Ares because he has a 14 attack. It's not the like stats. It's the, the point value. And also just the beyond the point value. I think, um, a lot of the newer characters are getting like better traits. So it'll be like five sets ago. You had a character that had to turn an object into a vehicle. This is, that's like 10 sets ago, 12 sets. I don't even know how long ago overdrive was uh but let's say like overdrive was an amazing taxi for a lot of reasons but he had to turn an object into a vehicle bystander enter that and then drive and then an abpi we got voyager who could just straight up carry what was it three four people um so like the taxis Mm -hmm. have gotten like way better and it's not like Voyager was worse because she cost more points. She actually, you know, she fit theme. She had good stats. There's a lot of stuff going on for her. Um, And I think that's, yeah, I think if you see any kind of like forward momentum with the power creep, like it getting more and more prevalent, I don't think it comes from the stats. I think it comes from them costing characters too low. Like Marvella comes to mind a 15 point character with uh, barrier seems kind of ridiculous. Uh, Joker's wild had a 35 point character who had a little bit better stuff in Dom, other stuff like that. But essentially when you have two figures with barrier, uh, it'd be 70 points for two of the Joker's wild green lanterns or just 30 for two Marvellas. And you have the same amount of barrier at the end of the day. So it just, yeah, 
I think that's where it comes into play. It's it's not so much the stats. A lot of people look at like high attack values, high damage values. It comes in play with like them lowering point costs for certain things or not necessarily checking what like they costed those at previous sets. And then also just having traits that uh, you can play at any point value. So like uh, Headmaster Wolverine's the perfect example. He has a lot of stuff going on which would have been great at his 150 point value. And then you drop him to 50 points and all of a sudden for a third, the cost he's already better than the 150 point version. Cause you're, you're only paying one third and you're getting all the same stuff with just the dial length being different. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's real. I mean, I know the power creeps real, but I think it's, it's definitely something that where they need to start, especially if they want to do some sort of like legacy kind of like format or any kind of golden age format. I think starting like 2017 would be a good idea, but they really need to start reining in and like reusing traits, not necessarily reusing like the wording in the trait, but if you're going to have someone that has free barrier, make sure you cost it appropriately to a previous character that had free barrier or, uh, you know, something like that. For sure. I would, I would pretty much agree. With not like all of that, to be honest with you, because that's the way I am, but a lot of it, I, w- I would tend to agree with. And also because I want to move on to the next segment. Sorry. <laughs> so, favorite segment, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a hot minute since we could play some Bad Samaritan. Sorry, guys, I've just been itching. So, let's get into some Bad Samaritan. Bad Samaritan is a really cool, crazy fun game. I know Simeon already has a number generator pulled up and he's not doing it just this minute. I know he's already been prepared since the beginning of this podcast for Bad Samaritan, but since it has been so long, uh, and like always, we're going to run down the rules really quickly. So I have three figures that Simeon and Alex don't know of at all. One figure at a time, one round at a time, they will get a clue. Then they'll each get a guess. And then they don't get it. Boom. Next round. They'll each get a clue. They each get a guess. They don't get it. Boom. Last round for that figure. They each get a clue. They each get a guess. And if they don't get it by then, I get the point. And if they get it, either one of them will get the points. There's three figures. Each figure gets three rounds, which means they'll get three clues. And each round, they get one guess. So they get to make three guesses for each figure, which is pretty solid. These all have to be modern age. So it's going to be Batman the Animated Series until... Uh, Spider-Man and Venom, Absolute Carnage. Galactus, technically not legal for modern play yet, so Galactus will not be part of it. Spoiler alert. I'll give you guys one free one. It it won't be Galactus. You're welcome. And that is basically the game. And if you guys want to follow along at home, you can pause after I give a clue before uh, Simeon and Alex give their answers. Uh, They'll probably be humming and hawing for a little bit. There are, of course, it's a 1 through 20 random number generator uh, this means 16 through 19 are going to be free plays. And number 20 is you're going to get uh, two clues as free, which will spin it randomly again. You'll get two random clues for free uh, versus a free play, which means you get to choose any clue at all, and you can get that one for free. So, yeah. And since we Simeon. can't use uh, HC Realms or Clicks Nexus or any other uh, clue-giving or cheating device, I should say, since we can't use those, you at home also cannot use those. There's no no cheating when it yeah, comes not to cool, Bad Samaritan. Guys. That's the bad part of Bad Samaritan. Not cool. That's the best part or fair part, I would say. Uh, so 
Round number one, figure number one. First give clue, me a clue. Is gonna give be, me a number, Simeon. It's going to be number 14. Ooh, baby. Number 14 is going to be opening attack power. This character does not have an opening attack power. So really quickly, guys, every figure will be on their highest point value on their click number one. So wherever their green line is, that will be considered their starting click. So first clue, they do not have an opening attack power. Ugh. I love when we have a, a non-clue like this because it disqualifies so many figures and yet leaves me completely unaware of the actual figures that are just missing something from this, their dial like this. Um, I can think of a few Golden Age figures that don't have attack powers thanks to our Thursday Throwdown episodes. Uh, I've played several that have zero attack powers, but that doesn't help me out for modern at all. So I think I'm going to have to I'm going to just take a shot in the dark and probably be wrong. But I'm going to say something like Mary Jane. I think maybe she has in cap, but I feel like okay. maybe she just has nothing. And so I'm, I'm banking on that nothing right now. That's going to be my guess. guess. It's going to be. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. How dare you? I'm pretty sure paparazzi um, have uncapped, but she has nothing. Um, let's see here. God. Uh, like Simeon said, it disqualifies a lot of stuff, but leaves me with nothing because other, I mean, Mary Jane's pretty good, but most of the stuff that doesn't have anything, I probably don't care about. So, um, let's see here. No attack power. Probably not someone particularly strong or noteworthy. So, I don't know. Maybe one of these other secret identity people. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep it thematic. I don't think Peter Parker has one, so we're going to go with that. Okay. Locked in for Peter Parker and Mary Jane. It is going to be... <laughs> Neither of those characters. Figure number one, clue number two. Simeon, you got a number for me. Number two for clue two. Synchronicity. Okay. Uh, number two is going to be point value. And this character is 20 points. Oh, okay. Uh, that should narrow Very it down. helpful. Um, so that actually Quite a bit. takes it back a ways because I don't think Spider-Man has any 20-point characters. They've got some cheap stuff. Marvella's 15. Um, I don't... Maybe Gwen Stacy. We didn't guess that one. She could be 20 points. Ah, uh, jeez. I'm trying to think of that's like a, a super generic dude no attack and 20 points oh man um see i think like one of the Earth I... hydras has he's 20 points but i don't know what he has for an attack value huh i could be wrong but i think the um what is it? Shield agent or oh no, that might have an attack power. Oh, I don't remember how many points those are. I know Cald is probably sitting there like, "How dare you not know Shield?" <laughs> I know Calder's, it hurts me a little bit. Us. He's happy that we can't figure it out. I know him. Uh, I'm gonna say, what is it called? Is it just Earth X like Hydra? Is it just Hydra? The generics from that set. I'm gonna go with that. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm sure um, it's it's got the Falcon yeah, sculpt, but I think it's just like 
Hydra yeah. male or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, sure. So Simeon locked in for the Hydra. Oh, okay. That's what he meant to say. Vertex, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of the best sets ever made. All right. Alex? Uh, I'm guessing I'm going to stick with my probably terrible guess of, um, I think it's Shield Agent, the one that Nick Fury spits out in uh, um, Captain America and the Avengers. I think it's around there, gotcha. point wise. Uh, uh, offhand. First of all, good job. I actually did check. I know they're 15 points, uh, so it's not them, but they don't have a attack power on their starting click. So good job. I will say that was some pretty good detective work. Uh, Simeon, it is also not the Hydra. So one vote for Hydra, one vote for Shield. It's going to be neither. <laughs> Clue number three. All right. Figure number one. I'm getting number tantalizingly close. Yeah. Number I mean, 15. 20 points is narrowed down letter. quite a bit. This character has opening defense power. They have, ooh, ah, willpower. Wow. 20 points. So that Hydra wasn't, Hydra wasn't a bad guess since they are also 20 points oh. with willpower. I thought you knew the willpower thing. Yeah. Um, this would be like a great, a great number to have gotten uh, like set so that we could have narrowed it down. I want to say... The only thing that I can think of that wouldn't have an attack power and might be 20 points in modern, the only thing I can think of is something from Star Trek. I don't know if the ensigns, like the, the random Star Trek ensigns, are 15 or 20. I want to say they're probably just 15. They're like a single click. That wouldn't make sense to make them 20. No, maybe they're two clicks. I don't I don't know. This is uh, just me thinking out loud. Uh, Wesley Crusher. One of them is fifteen points. Ensign Crusher might be twenty. Um, I don't even know if they have willpower though. Oh, this is such a bad set of clues. It's truly a terrible, terrible set of clues. Uh, willpower, no attack power, twenty points. They've got to be some sort of support thing uh star lab scientists are like 15 or something so it can't be them man is one of the shield is a shield diplomat got willpower does that sound right i'm gonna throw i don't think it makes sense for them to have willpower it's probably like some kind of support ability not well, necessarily, literally support, but... Yeah, I, th I want to say they have defend, but that doesn't... I don't know if that makes any sense either. Um, I'm going to go back with my, my previous half-guess of Gwen Stacy. She might be 20 points. I feel like I'm shooting myself in the foot and she's like 30. But with Mary Jane being 15, I can't imagine Gwen Stacy's worth a lot more points than that. So I'll go with her. Um, okay. So one. I really have stage. no idea, so I'm gonna go with the thing that uh, that. Hang on, that Simeon almost picked, and I'm gonna say um, Ensign Crusher. Okay, one for Ensign Crusher, one for Gwen Stacy. It is gonna be <laughs> one point for Calder Ness, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. This, this figure 
was none other than the prolific and incredibly important character, uh, Dr. Tracy Simmons from the Justice League Unlimited oh, wow. TV show. <laughs> Dr. Tracy How could Simmons. You yes, uh, I can picture her now. She is a doctor. And she probably has she, a lab coat. Yep, I would imagine. Yep, I'm picturing the sculpt. Doctor in a lab coat. <laughs> well, I think I'm on to uh, I think I'm on to Calder's uh, little theme for the characters, though. So Doctor Tracy, uh, Tracy, and uh, Calder really likes Dick Tracy. So the next will probably be Nightwing, and then the third will be like a detective novel. That's my my guess for his for his. Uh, Should we just give Simeon the points now? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was some it. really good. If I'm right, then you can just uh, call it Calder. If I'm, uh, you you aren't. You're actually really wrong. Okay. Um, so <laughs> I am completely surprised. But uh, hey, we know it's not Nightwing. Just baffled. <laughs> Free clue. Just Got you. Baffled. All right. So figure number two, clue number one, Simeon. Give me that number, baby. All right. The first number, the first clue for figure two is going to be number four. Oh, number four. Another another number four. Oh, no. This, no, this is the first one, number four. So they have... Uh, number four is clicks of life, and they have a big, not four, not six, but five clicks of life. Okay. That's like a super generic length of dial. Um so I'm going to go with a super generic person that is Spider-Man. He's been made enough times that there's at least one with five clicks of life. And uh, yeah, Calder never picks him as a character, so I'm sure that this is the time that he will. Okay, so locked in um, for Spider-Man. I got a Miss Marvel today, and she has five clicks, so I'm going to say her. Okay, one for Miss Marvel, one for Spider-Man. It is going to be neither of those, ladies and gentlemen. Figure number two, clue number two. Clue number two is going to be number 11. Number 11, ladies and gents, is name of traits. This character's trait is showdown. Showdown, huh? Um... So I'm guessing uh, it's the Wild West people, right? Secret Wars Battleworld set had uh, the valley. So five clicks long. I know there's Bullseye, Electra, Tony Stark, Inventor was not that many clicks long. Before he says a thing, um, I'm going to lock in on um, Black Widow. Okay, locked in. For Black Widow from Alex. I'll go with uh I'll go with Bullseye. He seems like a showdown kind of dude. Alright. Locked in with Black Widow and Bullseye. Sadly. <laughs> the widow did not sting, and you did not hit this bullseye. Cause we're gonna have to go to clue number three, figure number two. Oh baby. Oh, I hope Calder I doesn't sweep this. I, I- he doesn't need that ego boost. I can taste, I can taste the points. Uh, Come on. Third clue is going to be number six. 
Number six is going to be named keyword. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? No Here's. named keyword. Your named keyword is no. It's Battle Worlds the Valley. The Valley. Oh, I should have known that. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh, Sheriff Rogers. Sheriff Steve Rogers. Locked in. Sheriff, Sheriff Steve, Rogers. Steve Rogers. So we've had. Uh, let's see. There's. Oh no! Is uh, is I think Red Wolf is a name of one of the. Oh gosh! Why can't I remember him? He had prob top tile, and I used him all the time. Um, showdown. Uh, Doc Ock also had the showdown trait. He was a super rare. He was probably about five clicks long, and he was the valley. So I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna go with Doc Ock. I think that's what they called him in that set. In that series Josh you're correct it is Doc Ock by the way uh, they all have the showdown trait just so you know like I think maybe Tony Stark the inventor yeah he's the only one that doesn't have it the uh, gunslinger okay. crossbow all and of them have the showdown almost trait. all of them have five clicks oh I forgot about almost all of them have five clicks as well yeah well it's okay that person like 20 points uh, anyways it is not Sheriff Steve Rogers even though he's awesome and it is not Dr. Octopus, <laughs> which means your boy, your boy gets a second point, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Getting closer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to the closet cabinet. Going to grab my broom. I think can narrow it down to like eight different figures and still get it wrong. Yeah. It is none other than, for those waiting for the answer at home, 036 Electra. Oh. Electrifying. I didn't even remember that. You even was... said her name. Did I? Yes, you did. Oh, wow. You I did. Didn't even remember. <laughs> Somehow oh. I said it, but I didn't even remember she was one of the Valley people. Right. Third oh. figure. It's painful. First clue. I'm ready. I'm ready for this sweep. Swift Calder's, dust. Calder's digging sweep. deep for these, uh, for these characters. So we've got uh, nurse or no doctor something. And Electra from the Valley. Uh, first clue, figure number three, is clue number one. Clue number one is significant appearance. <laughs> this character's significant appearance was Strange Tales 141 that came out in 1966. 1966. Isn't that helpful? Isn't first Strange appearance? Tales. Isn't that just great? Uh... Shoosh. Give me a second. You said 141. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Hey, 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 there's no, there's yeah, 141, but there's no googling of comic books here. There's not. I'm not. I've read it. Oh, okay. I was gonna okay. say it's probably like an origin. You said 1966. 1966, baby. So that's not most of like the the modern Avengers. Um, it's going to be like a later... Well, I should clarify, I read half of it. Because I read a... Uh, it was like a compendium of Doctor Strange stuff, but Strange Tales had, at the time, um, it would have either been Doctor Strange and Human Torch, or it was Doctor Strange and Nick Fury, but I don't remember what side of the split that was. Sometimes when people say, I've read half of it, it makes me think it's one of those comics that is just torn in half, you know? It's like, they're just an awful shape. I read the top it's half. like, I only have... I only have half of the comic. I just read the top half. It was a very strange story. Interesting uh, story. A strange tale, if you would. So this All is right. significant Let's... appearance. It's not necessarily first appearance, which makes it even worse. 
but Strange Tales still being printed in 1966 really messes with me. I'm going to say, like, the Hulk, because I imagine that he appeared in that at some point, maybe. I don't know. Simeon locked in for the Hulk. Alex. I am going to... Man. I'm leaning towards this probably being on the... Nick Fury side of things. I'm just going to say Nick Fury. Okay. Locked in for Hulk. Locked in for Nick Fury. What was that? Get the dustpan? Oh, we're even a step closer to the sweep because it's neither of those. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Not enjoying this at all. Uh, Second clue, (laughs) number five. Uh, Clue number five is going to be rarity and set number. This figure is a rare with set number Zero five zero set number fifty. Wow, so it's a big set. If fifty is still a rare, normally we're reaching like super rare territory. Uh, Strange Tales. Are we agreed that Strange Tales is a Marvel property? So it's not like a DC yes. character. Okay, that'll. I mean, that narrows it like into three quarters because DC doesn't print any sets anymore. Um, let's see. Zero five zero, still a rare. Could be ABPI. I feel like that was a really large set. I can't think of off the top of my head. I don't think any of the last couple. I know Fantastic Four, Spider Man. Uh, those weren't huge sets, and I know for sure X Men, Dark Phoenix Saga, rares definitely didn't go that high. I think the chases might not have even gone that high. So it's not that set. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go back to like ABPI and say something I know was a rare. I'm going to go with Black Bolt. Okay. Locked in Simeon for Black Bolt. I'm still thinking this is probably on the Shield and Nick Fury side of things. Because to be honest, not enough 1960s Doctor Strange gets hero clicks. But um, it's pretty. And I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's on that side of of uh, strange tales, and not the uh, side when they were ma- mainly doing Human Torch in it. So I'm gonna pick a, another thing that I randomly know is a rare that might be from that stuff, and say Melter. Okay, one for Black Bolts. One for the Melter. And the Black Bolt didn't strike. And the things that needed to be melted weren't melted because... (laughs) Figure number three, clue number three, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. The dust is piling up. It's waiting to be swept. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Getting close to that sweep. All right. Well, this this might even the odds. Finally, we have clue number 18. So we get a we finally get a free play. clue number eighteen is a free play. Popular free plays include uh, number of clicks, you know, uh, rarity and set number, something you already have, generic <laughs> keyword, improved movement or targeting. Those are great, very popular ones. Uh, I'll read them all off here. So point value, set number of clicks, rarity and set number, name keyword, generic keyword, improved movement or targeting, top dial stats, name of a special power, name of trait any special combat symbols, and then opening movement, attack, defense, and damage power are all the free uh, things you can choose. 
All right, so we've already got it narrowed down to Marvel and a larger set that it's like a, a 50, number 50, and it's still a rare. Might be like the last rare before the super rares. I think if it's a rare and it's that high, it's definitely got a trait. So, I was thinking the same. Yeah, I'm saying we go for name of a trait. All right. Alex, are you okay with it? Do you consent yeah. to name of a trait? I do trait give consent to name of a trait. Okay, fantastic. Uh, both parties have agreed for name of trait. The trait is going to be assembled bolts and masters. Bolts and masters. Right. I'm going to go with Ooh. another. Um, Melter was wrong, so we're going to go with another guy that has a terrible name and say Fixer. All right. Ooh. I think Fixer could be Smell it. I do think. I knew, I mean, I know for sure he was a rare. I don't remember if he was number 50, but I know he was like a higher rare. Um, I want to say. They were really Black bad at naming Knight. things, so I picked the <laughs> thing with bad names. Right. Black Knight, I think, was like 36, and like they did a couple of them right in a row. So it was like Black Knight, Radioactive Man, Melter. Um, I don't think that those guys, I don't think Black Knight was it. I don't think the other ones are close to 50. I want to go with Baron Zemo because he had a rare. Is that, I, man, mm. from that set did assembled bolts and masters. So it's definitely a Thunderbolt dude and it's definitely... Oh. While Simeon is thinking, I'll remind everybody you can check out Dial H for Hero Clicks at uh, Facebook.com slash Dial H for Hero Clicks. Twitter is at Dial H, that's four, the number four, Hero Clicks at Twitter.com. We're also on Instagram at Dial H4, F O R E, spelt out uh, for Hero Clicks on Instagram. YouTube.com slash Dial H for Hero Clicks. So you can find all our podcasts are uploaded there, as well as a lot of old podcasts from when the old people used to be in charge of the show. Uh, Thursday Throwdown is uploaded every single Thursday. I also throw up some unboxings on there from time to time. Uh, we got a few good ones. The Spider-Man, I quite enjoy doing a lot of the openings and fun little gimmicks for a lot of unboxings, as well as opening a pack of Supernova each unboxing to see if we can get those ooh, ah, chase zombies. So check out all of our social medias at Dial H for Hero Clicks. Simeon, I gave you all that all that awesome time. Yeah. What you got um, for me? I'm trying, so I'm still trying to think of people because i know this Taskmaster guy. was a rare in this that set, freaking guy but i don't think he was an assembled he was like a team player he wasn't an assembled bolt master i'm gonna go with uh a figure that i've actually used on a thunderbolts team because i know that she had a higher rarity or a higher like unit number so i'm gonna go with moonstone because i think mm. she had the mind control thing and i think think she was almost a super rare so i want to say she was like close to like that 50 point or the 50 unit number line i don't know yes yes of course Calder's, Calder's you would think that but really I can, I can just tell you, you uh, were completely wrong Simeon. you were just yeah. so you were so awful and here i go dustpan broom and right before i get to that dirt alex you took my sweep you took my broom away from me because it's none other than 050, the fixer. <laughs> Mr. Paul Norbert Ebersol himself. What a name. <laughs> Jesus, I told you they were terrible at naming people. Oh, man. Paul Norbert Alex takes Ebersole. home a point. 
the ever fixer. sold. Wow, uh, I did me not. From, I really did not think that set from had uh, the rares going all the way up to like fifties. It's been a while since so I after, played with those figures. I guess the case is like I think fifty-one, like seventy-five figures. After I yeah seventy oh yeah seventy-five because there's um, the ultra chase ultra chase oh, yeah okay yeah it's a big set. I should know. I own all of it. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a big set. So good job, Alex. That clutch. I still win. Don't don't get me wrong. I still win. I just don't oh, yeah. sweep. The blow to I'm my just, ego has has been severed. Just I'm just glad I got there. one. I thought for sure I wasn't going to get any. On the board, ladies and gentlemen, Alex yeah. Morris. On the board. Imagine not getting any. And just so, not imagine. You <laughs> wait. Don't say it, Calder. Don't Those were some tough clues. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I won't. I won't. Uh, so let's let's we can move on. Alex, I think you're gaining some traction here. So I want to do trivia really quickly before we have to let you go. And you can plug your store and plug anything else you want to go before uh, we let you leave. Because the episode is getting a little long. But I do want to do some trivia. This is Heroclix Land. Today's contestants are a business intelligence consultant from Casca, Minnesota. So each question that you get right, you will get an action token. Each one you get wrong, you get wrong. You have one uh, help, if you want to call it that, because uh, he certainly did not help in Bad Samaritan. You can ask Simeon for help with an answer. This will be Dial H for Heroclix trivia. So, yeah, it's going to be awesome. There are going to be six questions. And like I said, each one you get right, you get an action token. So it's going to be this fun little... See how far you can go. You only get the one lifeline, though. You got six questions to go through. It's not necessarily a gauntlet, but uh, it's pretty good. So question number one, Dial H for Hero Clicks. We do all sorts of segments on our show. Uh, you know, there's I, I would name them, but that's what I'm going to ask you to do. Can you name two of the reoccurring segments we do on the show? News and community do not count. Does Bad Samaritan count? Well... As we just did it, <laughs> sure. It is a reoccurring segment. Uh, I did That's not I think thinking, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll think if I come up with two others. Uh, but um, <laughs> some others. There's a, oh, you have your you have your new one. The um, uh, the, oh, man, what did you decide to call it? I don't remember if you called it anything. The new generic one. Uh, I'm not going to remember the name now. There's that new one. Um, you have um. Sure. So ones that are on every week don't probably count. So no Jedi Legend. No, no, no. no. Okay. None, of these, um, none of these consistent things. Oh, uh, um, so uh, there's um, the, uh, the... God, it's on the tip of my tongue. There's, uh, it's like, I feel like it has corner in the name or like market something or... Mm. God. Wow, this is somehow harder than I thought. Yeah, it's definitely close. And this definitely shows me we have not done these segments in quite a while. Value Corner. Yeah, value one. Corner is, value is correct. Value Corner yeah. is one of them. All right. All right. Um, we, do quite a few, we do quite a few segments. It has been a hot minute, I should say. A hot minute for some of these. We do See, I listen to the podcast while I drive to work, so this is what I get for having to focus on not crashing a vehicle while I Oh, while geez. I you um, should be definitely paying way more attention to the show and less attention to the road. 
Avi, that is a joke, people. Please. I know. Please okay. Please, ladies and gentlemen, don't don't totally just only pay attention to the show. I love listening to podcasts when I go to and from like work or on a road trip or something. It's great. I, I know it certainly kept me awake these these last um. couple of hour drives. Beautiful. Value yeah, combo. there's I can't think of the name, but there's that generic one you just did. We only think, did it once. Yeah, so I think that it one's hasn't new enough hey. that uh that one's new enough that like he should he should definitely get some credit for at least getting one of the words in the segment correct. Okay, so we'll we'll give you half credit for that and then half credit for bad Samaritan since it since it just okay. did sort of that is a segment you're not wrong so we'll, we'll give to you the be fair, even if i wasn't a part of bad samaritan i would have still come up with it okay uh, i'll be- i'll choose to believe you alex sure uh <laughs> all right so yeah uh some other segments that we do uh the one you're thinking of is generic gallery that we just came out with uh, there we Silveray, go i knew it was alliteration Hunter. yeah uh thread dead redemption and then hidden gems, as well as I uh, haven't done this one in a long time, but new clicks on the block is also a great segment that we did a while ago. Oh, I actually really liked that. The timing of that was really good for me, actually. So thank you. Ooh, look at that, Simeon. We're so good at what we do. All right, number two, Thursday Throwdown. I sure hope you've been paying attention to the YouTube channel because uh, you're definitely going to need it for this one. Me and Simeon have each cosplayed a character three times for the thumbnail. Can you name either a character Simeon has cosplayed three times or a character that I have cosplayed three times for the thumbnail? And by cosplay, we mean editing stuff on top of you? Um, and by, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty you... much. Ma- okay. Majority, of, yeah. Well, it's creative. I was, it's, I was mostly <laughs> asking because I know that you have actual cosplays, so that would narrow yes. it down. So but. some of them are cosplay, and I do believe some of these fit into the editing thing as well actually so all right um yeah. i'm gonna i i have a shameful secret to admit while i have Ooh. watched most of the team builds for um for thursday throwdown i cannot stand watching digital hero clicks be played <laughs> it has nothing against you guys Ooh, i no. mostly just watch you talk about the teams and then i close the video i agree watching that really in a uh digital environment is not nearly as cool as actually like participating in a game similar to like golf or any sport in my opinion it's way more fun to play than it is to watch but but to give an answer um i'm going to go ahead and guess that calder has done a lot of captain america and i am going to guess that simeon has done a lot of wolverine so Fun fact, you are your crisis. I'm only asking you to do one of them. I've actually only done Captain America twice for Thursday ah. Throwdown, but Simeon has been Wolverine three times. Lazily, I might add, the using, good... using the same Wolverine picture <laughs> yes, three yes. times, uh, but he has been Wolverine three times. The good old Guy Gardner is the one that called her reoccurringly. That, that was going to be my right. other guess, but I was yeah. like, I don't know if there's enough Guy Gardners to pick from. Surprisingly, so, in Golden we, Age, I think it comes up a lot. Much every Gardner we have so far. Yeah, I don't um, think I've maybe not the like legacy. Calder, Calder got War of Light. He got the original so, Red Lantern. Yeah, I really lucked out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Next up, 
Dial H for Hero Clicks has been around a very long time uh, with quite a few different hosts. Simi and I are the current hosts. Uh, the original podcast had three hosts that are no longer part of it. After that, two of the hosts left and they had two more hosts. And then after that, uh, one of the hosts left. It was down to those two hosts. Then the last original host left when I joined the show. And then it was me and one other host for a while before it was me and Simeon. Can you name one of the other hosts besides me and Simeon? There's a guy named Chris. Yeah. Do, you, do we have a last name? I'm still going to give it had... to you. Okay. Uh, I don't have a last name. I just I remember a little while back there was an episode where he came back. That might have been like a holiday episode. I don't remember. Okay. Yes. It was our one of our Christmas episodes. We had Chris on a Chris, a Chris Christmas or something like that. I don't remember what I called it. But yes, Chris is correct. A Christmas miracle. Uh, what was his last name? I'm just messing with <laughs> Yes, a Christmas miracle. What All right, Chris Britton, good guy. Yeah, I was just messing. All right, this is good, dude. You're uh, you're three for three so far. You're killing it. So you're halfway there. Simi and I have each won a state championship. Can you name not which states, but uh, which one of us has won it the most recently? Which one of us was the last person to win? A state uh, this is a 50-50. Yes, and if you can. If you can guess the state, I'll give you I'll give you some extra too. I'll throw in another token there for you. The, so you're locked in for Simeon. I don't even remember. I don't even remember where you live, but um, I think it's Nebraska. Ooh, fair. That is correct for where Simeon lives, but he actually won the South Dakota State Championship last. But we're still going to give that one to you since that was a little, that was a little extra I added on. So yeah, Simeon is the last one to win a state championship. Uh, sadly, I didn't pull it through. Pull it, didn't pull it through that day. Just made too many paparazzi. Okay, I Simeon, <sighs> don't. I can't. Don't, it's like don't, one of those don't. things that's like don't. such don't. a bad memory that even though it's like your memory and I wasn't present for it, it has latched onto my psyche mm. and it hurts me to think about now. Just like it hurts. It hurts. A simple me mistake that I did that. Yeah. You spend all your time waiting. All right. Well, <laughs> moving on, <laughs> moving on, shall we? Question number five. We have a lot of guests on our show. Uh, most recently was Mr. Stand, Stand Up. But since I'm going to ask you, name one guest on our show besides yourself and Stand Up. We have quite a few guests. You only have to name one guest that's been on our show. All right. Uh, my friend Ethan Beck was on here a couple months ago. Oh, dang, he just killed it. He just slaughtered that question. But that is true. <laughs> Ethan Beck was on the show. All right. I'm the one that got him into hero clicks in a way. I mean, it was more John, but. I don't get it. Yeah. Again. All right. Dial H for hero clicks on our Patreon. This is sort of a shout out for the Patreon. Sorry, guys. Shameless plug. Uh, we work on the value for value model. So certain tiers uh, give you certain things. Can you name one piece of merch? that we have actually you know what we're gonna we're gonna scrap that we're gonna scrap that bit because you kind of for sure know uh name one of the I mean, action yeah. tokens one of the action tokens that we give to our patreon supporters all right um i don't remember if this is an action token or a sticker but i know there's stuff that has hero clicks we're on it mm, that is a sticker not an action token okay. we're gonna need we need an action token for this one um i mean there's there's ones that just have the the logo right 
No, there are not ones that just have the logo. Oh, okay. Not not technically. No. Well, then uh, I, then I guess I don't the know. Next, the next thing um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll go to Simeon. See, he hasn't used it yet, and I didn't want him to because Simeon oh, knows. Yeah, Son yeah, of a gun. Yeah. He's going to kill it. So uh, action tokens that you might be able to see uh, if you join our Patreon and certain tiers you can get some of these would be uh, tokens such as the counters for Lex Luthor's 40 kecks tokens for the 40 cakes that he collects. Uh, what a bad man stealing those 40 cakes. Uh, also the Shawn Michaels tuning up the band tokens and the howdy howdy let's get rowdy with our logo on them. They're uh, quite pretty to look at. Correct. So, Alex, man, you did pretty. You did pretty good, I would say. That was fantastic for trivia. You got all six. You know, had to use your lifeline, but still, you you swept the game. You did it, my man. So, congratulations. I should have, job. I should have come sure up I, with I, howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> well, yeah, you had that hurt half me a little the, bit. You had I'll, half the uh, action token. You're true. It is our, our, yeah, our it is while. I'm just glad he uh, called me in on a question that I actually knew and uh, not one of the previous questions that I would have probably found. Oh, no. Like, what kind of segments do you oh, guys I'd do? Assume... And I would have been like, ah. Yeah. I don't know. I just put the music cues in. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, click the buttons and things happen. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you had a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun having you on. So uh, before we let you go, if you want to plug anything, uh, your store and everything, just let, let the people out there. There's a camera there. There's a camera there. There's a camera there. Let them know what you're up to. There I are no probably cameras. should put a shirt on. But, um, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, so no. Um, so I'm the manager of a store called The Stadium. We are in mid-Michigan. We have two locations, one in Bay City and one in Frankenmuth. And uh, we've been, as I mentioned earlier, been doing Heroclix stuff uh, since just about the beginning of the game. Um, we've, um, in the past, we have run state championships for Michigan. We've run a couple of rock events. Um, we're, we do, as I've mentioned, run a lot of events for other games too. And uh, we also are now carrying comics as well. But um, if you come to the Franken store, that's where I'm usually at. I will always be happy to talk to people about Heroclix. So if you want to make my day, you can come in and stop and you don't even need to buy things. You can just come and be like, hey, I was listening to the podcast. Those people are awesome. I wanted to say hi. Check out the store. Cool. Thank you. Well, right on. So everybody, check it out, especially if you live in Michigan. Uh, I know I have family up in Michigan. I don't think we live there. I think we live near uh, Detroit. But either way, uh, check it out, especially if you're in the Michigan area. I want to get some hero clicks. I, I know I played an online event earlier this year. That was a ton of fun. Yeah, and I uh, sent, got to send you that Fantastic Four thing that you shot. Yes, uh, I apologize, but man, I just don't. I just do not care for the Fantastic Four. Uh, but I'm, you got to be in a video. <laughs> That's I did not for sure. That That's was the. <laughs> yep. That was a surprise. Yeah, yeah. I felt. I'm not gonna lie. I felt a little guilty, but I was like, man, all these people happy about the Fantastic Four. Had to. Had to yuck some yum. Hey, that. I am honored. That is still so far. I think my favorite video that you've uploaded. Awesome. Awesome, good. Because I had a ton of fun. I was like, I wonder what the shock factor is going to be for some of these, for some people. So awesome. Uh, well, all right. Thank you so much for coming on, my man. We're gonna round out the show. Uh, we all right. On. Yep. Thank you. Nope. Bye. All right, Simeon. Let's go ahead and finish up the show. Uh, let's jump into community. There are dozens of us. Dozens. 
Community Tuesday's question, what is your favorite custom piece you've either owned or seen? Let's do like just our favorite one because the show's been going on a little long here, Simeon. So really quick for you, what is your favorite custom piece that you've owned or seen? So I'm going to go, I've got a few that I own, but uh, the favorite ones, honestly, I don't do a great job customizing, um, but they're, I can't remember who it is on Facebook. Somebody has done a full like set of some anime and I shouldn't say full set, but they've done a ton of stuff and I can't remember the name and I feel bad, but, uh, they had a Saitama. So there's actually been a few that I've seen. There was somebody that just took the bizarro Superman, like quote unquote, bizarro quote unquote, uh, red sun bizarro, I guess is what he was bizarro from, uh, the red sun universe, that dial, they turned him into a Saitama uh, from one punch, one punch man. Uh, that's one of my favorites. There's also been people that have just straight up done one punch man figures with like uh, tornado and metal bat, whatever is his name. Just metal bat. Is that what it is? Uh, but yeah, just like I a don't... couple characters from that <laughs> really cool designs. I really wish that there was some sort of, uh, like shonen license that like made figures that were like the same size as hero clicks. So I could just like one for one swap them, but man, those are yeah. really cool. It really like translates well to hero clicks, really good, like action poses and stuff. The capes are all there. Everything's like ready to go. We just need the licensing. It's cool. Mm. If only, if only, uh, probably one of my favorite ones, that I've seen, there are these uh, great, I, I forget who does them, I feel bad as well. Um, these Masters of Evil ones have been popping up just like recently on yeah. Facebook. And I really dig it's like a this, like these like, kind of making a Masters of Evil like set. Yeah, I, I really like that when someone's like, you can just make a like, He-Man and that's cool. But like going through all that work to like make a set and like he's like kind of posting progress pictures and everything too. I really, I really dig that. I super, I super love that, which makes me want to like, finish off my like team fortress two set that I started. I think I have like four figures done, but I'm just having so much trouble. Uh, like the engineer has been like the toughest trying to find like the body since I don't know how to sculpt. I'm just like Frankensteining figures together. So like, yeah. no sculpts with a heart. I've been having yet. No, well, no, it's, it's more like the overalls type looking uh, thing that I need. Like farmer man, like sculpt. Uh, is like what I'm having tough, tough trouble with. And I, oh, you know, and hard hat, like that'd be like maybe a horror clicks figure. I'd have to like probably reach to try to find and spend like $3 so I can cut its hard hat <laughs> off, you know, like just kind of like a waste. So there's, there are, there have been like a lot of figures where it's like obviously spy and everything like that would be crazy easy, but I haven't found like a sculpt I even like for scout or medic, which is like dude in a lab coat. So uh, I've been trying to finish off that set. It, it inspires me to like finish those, seeing the Masters of Evil ones. So, Simon, you want to read your favorite one on Facebook for me? Yeah, dude, uh, medic might be, although it's expensive, the uh, Mirror Universe Jordy LaForge with his like big laser Ooh. cannon. That I might feel like I could find like... some like just random tube thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> to be like the medic guy as opposed to cut up but, a chase. Uh... Customs, yeah. great, great way to keep the uh, $0.25 cent singles bins alive and well at local stores. Oh, yeah. Finding custom oh, yeah. fodder. All the, like, I'll grab, like, the ones that have a bunch of effects just in case I need a bunch of random flames or lasers or whatever. Um, so I'm going to go with... For sure. 
Mr. Jeff Polier uh, on Facebook. He says, I did this Phoenix, Phoenix Force Batman for a friend. Mostly I do painting, not modifications. Most of my repainted clicks figures are posted with other minis I've painted on my small art page. And then he linked to that page. But uh, it's a Phoenix Force Batman using the Phoenix resource um, as part of the sculpt. And then the Batman, I'm not 100% sure of which set he's from. I believe it's from the Batman set, like the the older just Batman. Um, but oh, it's, okay. it's a yeah. pretty sweet sculpt. Um, I always loved that Phoenix Force resource, and it works really well for modding if you have an extra. They're actually fairly cheap to pick up, and since it's a Golden Age resource, there's not a ton of use or a ton of like value to it. it I think you can pick up just the Phoenix Force. Uh, you don't even need the fragments, but with the fragments, I think you can get it for like maybe 20 bucks. Without the fragments, if someone's selling it, it's probably worth like 10, 5, 10, something like that. But it makes, yeah, it's got that huge translucent wingspan and the big like firebird head. Mm. No nest though, surprisingly. It's nest. All its little babies are the little mini Phoenix Force, whatever dudes. Yeah, <laughs> that are like good nest free. Um, That's gonna be my next custom figure. I'm gonna custom sculpt all seventy nine of the Phoenix Nest people. Jeez, goodness gracious! I can't. I can't wait to see some like a uh, good Ed Shelton sculpt. A man's needed to be made in here for a long time. He needs to win worlds. I want to see Edward Shelton on a scope. It'd be so cool. Uh, all right. Uh, on Twitter, uh, Collectible. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Collectible. Uh, Jean-Luc, not a scroll, has said Prime Hobgoblin. Used parts from the Hobgoblin Prime, Batwing, and Demogoblin. It's really cool. It's this great like flying sculpt, and he kind of changed it from on the glider to with huge wings. It's more... I don't think we've actually ever seen this Hobgoblin in Hero Clicks, but it's like this like mercenary guy who doesn't have a glider, just has huge wings. He was like a builder figure for Marvel Legends like a two or three years back. But I really dig the way uh, the sculpt looks. Uh, on Twitter, we had a bunch of repaints, but that was definitely the uh, the one that was the custom figure that was looking good. So that is our Community Tuesdays question. Guys, uh, every single Tuesday, throw a little discussion question. Hear your answers right on the podcast. Check it out, Community Tuesdays. Uh, so just to round us off here, we have a Jedi Legend Hero Clicks. Tip of the week. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. We got some golden age goodness going on, ladies and gentlemen. The, star- the sharpshooter ability says he always liked it, but you're only going to see it in golden age. It lets you use range while adjacent and to shoot through an opposing character. Handy if your opponent is hiding a high value or a wounded piece. So what I really like is, especially if they have combat reflexes, I can be like, I'm not going to punch you. I'm going to shoot you. Pew, 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 pew. And sharpshooter is basically like this crosshairs type thing that will replace the fist symbol. So if you're playing or picking up golden age figures, you don't know what that means. Um, and like aesthetically, it looks really cool as, as opposed to like a fist symbol. It's just like yeah. someone's more of like a puncher. Gun it really tells you guy. that they're range based when they like you know like Hawkeye yeah. instead of having that fist has that crosshair exactly sure. like and that's, that's what I really like just as a little bonus tip um, sharpshooter may be gone but shooting out of adjacency is not so it's now the the double yes. circle with the arrow crossing through them 
And giants and colossal figures inherently have that ability. So if you're playing a colossal and you get based, you don't have to punch. So if they base you with a close combat piece with combat reflexes, you can still shoot them even if they're adjacent. Or you can typically just shoot away from them to like somebody further away if you want. Right on. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to bring a close to our show. I've already kind of read the spiel throughout the episode. So Simeon, any last words before you read us off? If not, go ahead and read us off, my man. Last words. Uh, I wish I ate more cheese. Oh, geez. Every time I say last words, it's all, it's always this. Oh, my bad. Oh, for the Final podcast. Thought. I thought you Final were going to have me uh, taken what? out, as they say. After this, after this weekend, the first thing you were like, I need more dairy, please. <laughs> that is what I want. More cheese in my yes. life. Uh, that'll be a callback for anybody listening. The reference you don't get. Yet. Or two weeks behind, however it may be. Uh, but yeah, with that. With all the dairy references aside, you know where you can't get dairy, but you can get some cool stuff? That's CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. Is this a bad time to tell you that the recording stopped like an hour ago? Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. Please do that not be I'm true. I'm just kidding. <laughs>